Java. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 24th of March 2019. I'm your host Dan Train. Join me today Zachary Burgess. Yes. And Robert Kemp. Don't know what a Vitala is. No. A Suzuki Grand Vitala. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's V-E, so it's not, it's not, it's not V-I, like a text editor, no, it's not that. No. It's, it's, it's Vettela? Vettela. Vettela. Sebastian Vettela. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like either a footballer, or maybe a car, or maybe some kind of like cleaning product. Sebastian Vettel's an F1 driver, yes, right. not a footballer. No, yeah. No. <laughs> but this isn't Vettel, this is Vettela, so there you go. Yeah, Vettela, yeah, it's a, bit, it's, it's a bit more exotic. Now Vettela. That's an F1 driver name. Welcome to Hotel, Hotel Vettela. Yeah, it could be you a hotel. The, the finest myths money can buy. Come and sink into a Medusa spa. Okay. Made with real stone men. <laughs> real stone men. Real stone not men. Not fake stone men. Not statues. No, we we <laughs> stared at a lot of men, turned them to stone, and then, and then bought, a, made the pool out of bricks. <laughs> Irrelevant to the men. We just made the pool out of bricks. <laughs> we fired that clay to make bricks. I was about to say cut from the men, but I didn't. My, my words did not come out with in a logical order. No. To make a pool for the men that we stared at long enough. But they turned into real stone men. Real none your, stone men. None of your statues. That's a confusing notification on my watch there. <laughs> it's like um, Technology. it has a tendency to to like when I get multiple email messages at a similar time, it has a tendency to just moosh them together. So there's one here from like first utility is now rebranded to Shell Energy Orders. Your order is in the kitchen. <laughs> you <laughs> Shell Energy. That's <laughs> the pizza orders in the kitchen, and this, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Wait, so for this podcast, we're racing your pizza oh God, order, yeah. are we? <laughs> we're in trouble yeah, if it's on. in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, hang on. This is a problem. We were trying to, t- yeah, for, for the listener at home, we were trying to time our pizza order so it was like perfectly delivered after the show. You care- talk about yourselves. Yeah, yeah Rob now has to go deal with this. <laughs> he has to deal with premature pizza. Oh, dear. <laughs> I never thought there'd be such a thing as a premature pizza. I, I expect they didn't even look at the time. Because, I mean, who the hell orders pizza in advance? What, who, who, why is that even an option? That, that could just be the confirmation. It could. It's just what they label it. The order could be in the kitchen, but yeah. they're not doing anything about it yet. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust it. I'm going to okay. trust it. Risky. Yeah. I've used that system on um, Deliveroo in London, where you can choose the time. Um, and surprise how well it works you'd think because especially because it's not you know it's just random restaurants that have signed up to Deliveroo it's not like a mm. consistent restaurant but somehow they do seem to be able to time it rather After than admit, I have had good success with Just Eat on that front yeah. as well before where I've been at, I've been at work and I've known roughly what time I'm going to get back to my B&B so I'll be like right if I get this just right then I'll get back to my my room and there will be a dude with pizza a just arriving simultaneously, just in time, and and it has been pretty great. Some sometimes has it gone wrong just, before? 
only when the driver of the pizza or takeout establishment has got a little lost. Right. And then it's like, let's just get time's getting on a bit. And then you'll get a call going, I don't know where you are. And it's like, great. Okay. Great. Okay. Neither, neither do I, really. So let's, let's, let's work this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a fun conversation. I'm staying at a B&B. I don't know. I don't know the area. You're supposed to know the area. <laughs> do you get delivery divers that ring you even though they're standing outside your house? <laughs> like, uh, Well, there were times where, I'd, where I would do that anyway. Like, I would instruct them to do that because oh, it right, would make okay. sense at a and b Yeah, sure. Right, to, to be all like, let me know when you're outside. We had that happen once here, though, right, with pizza? Yeah, we they, did. Because, like, not a... No, they, got, they, they couldn't find where the number was. Yeah, it's not a very well-organized road. No, it's not. <laughs> but I'm forgiving away my address. Yeah, well... <laughs> one out of several houses along that road. Yeah, there's, there's a few hundred. Good guesswork. Get, get going. <laughs> Find me. Or just said to that, you know, if you'd be bothered. <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> but I'm probably not going to remember. <laughs> well. You'll know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess bleeping. I will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know. When your information gets stolen. <laughs> yeah, when I get something very strange through the mail. Turn not mail. premature pizza, though. Not speaking, premature pizza. Speaking of information to, getting stolen. They don't tend to deliver pizza through the mail. They probably could have hit Well, that's why they're going wrong, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like HelloFresh pizza. Just except, except by the hut. Yeah. Speaking of information being stolen... I may have mentioned previously on this podcast about how my Gmail account keeps getting used oh, by yeah. someone else who has my name. By mysterious other Zachary Burgess. How so does Zachary Burgess get into your Gmail? He doesn't. He just he uses my email oh, address. Right. And I, his emails. <laughs> he, 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 he <laughs> which he can't Zach read. Up. Yeah. Well, which I can read, but then like... No, he can't read them. <laughs> no, no, he can't read them, yes. He signs Zach up to things for some reason. So that's been happening occasionally. Not, I don't know if he maybe he has two emails because it doesn't seem like everything. Like it doesn't seem like as much email as you'd expect a normal person to have, right, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, I mentioned it before, and like there's not really shit I can do because it's just like, yeah, how am I going to contact this person whose email address is my email address? <laughs> and it's like that. That doesn't really work. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You have an absolute no way of telling who's typing no. that in. But helpfully. This is how. Oh, unless you can access one of those accounts, you can see his real profile. Yeah, or where, like his actual address somewhere. Yeah, like you could actually do password recovery to some degree. Yeah, so you might possibly. not know the secret question. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that but, would be cool to do that, would it? Well, <laughs> well probably so not. This is how this story goes: is that previously I'd, from some of the information that was in some of these emails that I'd coincidentally just looked at, because I didn't re- normally I just ignore them. Yeah. It's just like it's just spam in my email. Mm. But I looked at a spam couple from of yourself. <laughs> yeah, spam your, from yourself. Your, your old ego. <laughs> but I looked at a couple of them and I had kind of worked out like, oh, he's in America, maybe in Texas. And then I'd been like, well, fuck it. Let's just fucking Google search this and see if I can find anyone with my name in Texas. Is there a phone book? Probably? Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, there's like maybe a Facebook page, but there's not really any information there. Which I mean, good for him. He's not. Yeah, good. he's not just got all his personal information on the internet. I guess. Well done for protecting your privacy. <laughs> but then it got slightly. This was coincidentally happened like last month, where I was. I just randomly looked at some again, and I noticed that it got slightly worse because there was a like an 
um, flight uh, flight itinerary in my email inbox from him. Oh no! And I was like, okay, that's maybe slightly more serious. Yeah, that sounds bad. But when I looked at it, it was CC to someone else, and I was oh. like, shit, I have an in. <laughs> I've got another email address that I can use to loop around to get back to tell him that this is happening. Oh no! Wait. So when did, was this email not sent directly from the airline then? It wasn't. Like, it was CC to how did, his wife, I guess. I mean, well, I guess. But what automated? I've, I don't know if I've ever seen like a, a uh, one of these. Like you've just bought something, I'm going to CC it to. I guess if you, they have a system that you can put in a secondary email, yeah, or something, maybe a backup email. Maybe it's like um, yeah, like if they've got like frequent flyer miles or something, like you put their account in and yeah. Just sends it to all the email addresses that are linked to that one yeah. thing. That seems far too sensible. Yeah. <laughs> but so anyway. anyway, yeah, I had this. I had this. Suddenly, I had an in to like make a loop around my own email address to find out what the hell was going on. So you know, I sent an email. And it was like, oh, and then they actually responded. <gasps> I was like, holy shit! Oh my gosh! Turns out his email is just Zach Burgess at Gmail. But, they but his whole name is Zachary, so he's been doing it wrong, basically. Wow. <laughs> so he now knows. Yeah, so he now knows. So now I might not get all this spam any longer. That is true. You should find out more about it. We might have a secret, <laughs> secret Zach Burgess pen friend. Yeah. <sighs> it's a, not so secret. Maybe that's a trick. Maybe you don't need to, don't want to know more about this guy. No. But there you go. I solved that problem, kind of. By this mysterious CC. fucked up. <laughs> That's amazing. I was surprised that it kept happening because it's been going on for like years. years. And it's just right. like, you must realize that some of your emails are disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> like some confirmations and activations and all this stuff. I mean, sure. Some emails don't get sent yeah. sometimes, but normally it's like, uh, well, it might just be rare enough in his case, right? That yeah, you, maybe. That you I, just don't think of it, and you ask the person to resend it or check the address. And but there definitely like, were a couple of like account-type things, where it's just like, you know, account confirmations. Where it's like, for things where you'd signed up. Where you signed up, and it's just like... that. Would... Did you verify them for him? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, so, that would have been the, like almost the good thing to do, and be like, oh yeah, well, No, scared. because you want him to realise that it's fucked up. <laughs> no, but it would have been really funny. It's like, oh, he's clearly... I just he clearly needs access to this. So I'm just gonna. Well, they weren't that important. If it'd been something that I thought was actually important, like I don't know, some kind of medical account or something, yeah. then maybe. <laughs> Doctors of Texas. Apparently, he hired a bouncy castle at some point. <laughs> I got emails about that. <laughs> nice. <It's> got class. <laughs> I'm yeah, well that... at my um work i have to do because i'm working with a corporate client i've had this for years like they all have these like e-learnings do you have to do this uh, stuff rob or do you know what I i'm talking about do, i had to do an extended and extremely dumb health and yes. safety course extremely dumb so basically they <laughs> what <all> is fire <laughs> and they're all That's made quite a hard question isn't it? <laughs> no, in, a, in a weird way but yeah. they, they boiled it out of that stupid triangle like it's oh, like right. heat and yes. i actually can't mm. remember what the three elements heat were like, but that triangle was like animated really badly in adobe flash right with like things oh yeah that. yeah it's so they're, bad they're all like hello that. Gaping. Every single corporation, totally different, totally different companies. They all have these really badly JPEGed up flash animated that only works in a certain version of i11 that you have to get on yep, the that happened. in order to use at all completely inaccessible shit that where you have to okay. click and then wait two seconds for the crappy animation. And they're yeah, all full yeah. of like amazing stock 
uh photos i wonder and... if these are all the same like to yeah some amount. like 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 because it was it like lady in high vis yeah like looking at you and then going no 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 and then looking at a clipboard same yep. lady in high vis and it's like I mean, these must all be the same right well the ones i do are all like uh often banking ones so it's all about like don't do business with iran <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> it's like <laughs> i'm not gonna do that mate but yeah all I'm this kind software. of stuff yeah, exactly. But they make everyone do it, regardless of your role or position, just so they can yeah, cover yeah. their ass. Anyway, so, and then, of course, if you don't do them and you ignore them, you start getting reminder emails. Uh-huh, yeah, that happens. And then they start getting on your case about it, which is just stupid. But anyway, my personal email, gmail.com, I got a reminder email for one of these e-learnings from southwest <laughs> trains because of course my name is train so they're like you haven't done your train based training this month <laughs> you need to oh. do your railway safety certificate thing of a change like no. you, ha- you haven't done your train training mr train yeah <laughs> you haven't done your railway training i was like what anyway so i ignored those but they think i'm an employee of southwest Man, you should, you should have looked it up and said if it was exactly the same i could have logged a, into their system but although they seem to think my email is on their system so that's weird there was yeah, a was weird i don't know they're like okay here's the ultimate test right was there one bit in your like like training part where there was I mean, um i don't know there was like an oil barrel or a chemical barrel of some kind that was leaking on the floor and there was just this like like the button that says click here now and then then what happens is like almost like suddenly like you're taken out of the corporate world into comedy animation world <laughs> where it's just like it cuts like a, a short like horribly compressed gif ish but more look like a lempeg of like sort of like black and white noir of someone lighting a lighter in close up <laughs> and then all of a sudden the whole thing just get, just just turns yellow for a second and then the next shot is just a picture of fire <laughs> and it's like okay great and but it had like sound and everything it's like Ching! <laughs> it's like so weird terrible yeah and they'd mean then then there was a bit where they make me watch like four minutes of a living room catching fire because i'm clearly in this office block we've got living rooms mm-hmm it's, I suppose it was to demonstrate how fast fire spreads. Yeah. Um, and then there was a bit about ear defenders, which was done in like one of those over enthusiastic. It was like an American health and safety thing that they just clipped and put in this thing. But it was like it was like trying to be comedy, but in the most cheesy way imaginable. So every time he moved his hands, it would play a sound effect. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> like ear defenders. <laughs> And then an even worse one about how correct lifting of heavy materials should be child's play. So instead, so and they they took that a little bit limit, a uh, little bit literally, and had kids pick up heavy items because apparently they do it naturally. Okay, like that was the bit I that was actually the one thing I learned from that is like you know the whole lift from the knees or whatever. Like yeah, the, everyone knows that, right? Yeah. He the He Man cartoon taught me that, <laughs> but it's <laughs> they just had this. Uh, yeah, they just said like, "Oh, kid, this is how kids naturally lift things up because they're not as lazy as adults." Apparently, that was their reasoning. They don't know; they haven't learned laziness yet, mm. <laughs> so they lift properly. Do you even lift, bro? In the mean, the worrying thing about that footage was not that that actually. It was that they well. One thing, how long it was. It was really quite long for this like incredibly simple principle. 
But then they were also just filming it in like a factory, which looked like some kind of smelting. So they looked like there was there was sparks in the background. And there was just these kids walking around, and I was like, I really hope this has been composited in some way. <laughs> Otherwise, these kids are just hanging out in a sparky hot factory. But you can't tell because it's so horribly compressed. You wouldn't even yeah. tell if it was a green yeah, screen. <laughs> it was ba- it was bad enough video quality <laughs> that I couldn't really pick it out. Health and safety videos. They didn't even show that comedy European one where everyone gets murdered by a forklift. <laughs> it's a classic. It is a classic. <laughs> I would I would love that. A bit more. Can I have a slightly more jovial uh, stance to your health and safety? <laughs> Don't do this, otherwise you'll lose an arm. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. So, I think it's time for the news. Okay, yes, probably. Because there is some. News! What's been going on in the world of video games? Well, should we start with the, the googly thingy at GDC? <laughs> the googly thingy. googly thing. Did, did any, you guys watch the announcement? I haven't watched any of it. I've really seen some either. analysis and seen some stuff around it, but I, didn't, I couldn't be bothered to watch a Google keynote. No. Because I thought it would be like the worst. <laughs> Well, you thought it'd be yeah. like an Apple keynote. Yeah, that's a part <laughs> of the problem. I thought, like, well, you know, it was at a game developers conference, so maybe, but I don't know. It, like, was it aimed at developers or aimed at everyone? I think it's. I think they've been out on multiple fronts. Like, I think they 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 put out some like a video, basically saying, "Hey, this is Google Stadia and stuff like that." Sort of a little intro to it, um, but not like a. And then they had that, that that big long presentation talking about teraflops. All the teraflops. All the teraflops. Like more flops than an Xbox One X in a Stadia machine, supposedly. <laughs> Wherever that machine is. Yeah. Well, it's in a data center, right? But the most interesting... <laughs> but does it even actually exist as one machine? Probably well, not. no. This, this is where things get real interesting with this whole thing. Right. Step back a bit. <laughs> Google Stadia was announced, uh, which is uh, Google's Project Stream, was it called? Like when they yeah, did the Assassin's Creed stuff lines. before? Yeah, so this is them coming out and saying, yeah, we're doing this. We're serious about this. We're going to be putting out a streaming Netflix-esque gaming service that will stream with as low a latency as they can manage right now at 4K with HDR using YouTube technology to achieve that. Um, uh, with their own controller and things like that. So there are some... like Ignoring the, the technical problems aside here, there's some interesting things. One, their controller isn't as ugly as the uh, those fan renders from the patent. Well, patents looks, are never... Yeah. They're never, never accurate, accurate, but yeah, but the, so this thing looks competent at least, sort of siding towards the Xbox One's controller design quite closely. So Even including like the same with the same like uh, what are they called the options and burger menu buttons or whatever they're called on the Xbox One pad, like the, so it has those buttons. So better than an Ouya controller. Yeah. <laughs> And it's you know it's the it's the AXYB layout that we know from Xbox, so they're borrowing that really really closely. But they've added two of their own buttons. It's like they they couldn't they've had their they wanted their cake and eat it too, so they've added like the share button from PlayStation or Switch. They've got one Fine. of those. 
And they've also got a Google Assistant button. Well, as they would. Yes. That would make sense. And supposedly the controller has a microphone in it, so you can do the Google Assistant stuff. Got to get more microphones into people's homes. Yep, got to have all the mics. All that sound. Correct microphone placement. <laughs> Hopefully correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're doing all these things. That controller is standalone because of the streaming service in that it will connect to your Wi-Fi and it will directly connect to your Stadia account. So when you're playing the game, your controller's not connected to whatever the box is that's streaming it. It's directly connected to the internet and to the thing. I mean, that sounds kind of cool. So every part of this is kind of disconnected, which creates the fun scenario where I want to be watching someone play a game like with my controller who's like in a different in a different location completely and just pressing buttons randomly. They probably wouldn't be able to see what's going on, but it's... Yeah, then you could bring your uh, controller to the cinema and <laughs> play it on the big screen. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of questions about, you know, the it's a little bit like the whole Netflix stealing thing, right? Presumably if everything's disconnected in this service and you can use anything anywhere, they're going to have to be monitoring where you're logged in and things like that to stop you from having like... Yeah, but that's how Netflix manages that, okay? Yeah, yeah, and it probably makes sense with the game streaming. It'd be like, oh, I'm logged in and I want to run Assassin's Creed. Yeah, oh, yeah, but someone else is already running it and it's... But I wonder if then they could do things like... Um, do you remember when, when PlayStation 4 launched, they were doing things about... Bit, the, the, like you could view someone playing and then take over remotely yeah. their playing. And well, they like want that. to so do that if... with and combine that with basically Twitch, right? Or whatever, YouTube gaming equivalent, where you could yeah. like be watching a streamer and like fork the game from that point and carry on playing. Yeah. Stuff like that, which is Stuff. kind of neat, maybe. Kind of interesting, yeah. Um, presumably there's a whole lot of like state management needed in the games to be able to do that or those whatever hmm. VM they're running this on needs to be tracking that pretty finely or that that sounds like a hard problem um, yeah. I mean it's not impossible you know so we've seen save states in lower quality or lower older game platforms for sure but hmm. like on a modern one that sounds pretty tough well you might um, be able to have the entire state of the operating system snapshotable or something well, yeah and then, but it needs to be like a ram state and it needs to be yeah all like of that graphics card state it's like yeah that's complex presumably it's all virtualized though right because that would be the how it would how would oh yeah, yeah presumably work yeah, so well, they have. The, there's been some. So the, the digital foundry analysis, like, has oh, found right. kind of like what the, the roughly what they think the hardware is going to be. They reckon this is running on AMD kit for the right. most part, like a pretty powerful CPU and um, something roughly whatever their new card is that that they've just put out. One of their new, I forget what they even called the Radians. Yeah, that's it. One of their new radians is apparently like behind it, which is where they get their teraflops figure from. Some of those that's like, yeah, it's more powerful than Xbox One X because it's a brand new graphics card on whatever a unit of this thing is. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, capable of running Assassin's Creed Odyssey at 4K 60, no problem, that kind of thing. Um, but is it are they is it running the PC version of the game then? Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure. Like what? Are they, are, I assume they've been working with Ubisoft because they worked with them before on this stuff to to be like, oh, well, we'll put the button prompts in for the controller. But the mm. button prompts for the controller can this presumably just nick it straight from the Xbox, right? Because their buttons are laid out the same the and they've same. got the same symbols, yeah. and it's like, yeah, so they're probably running the PC version, but under a Xbox controller setup or Xbox controller emulation. 
But then presumably it can pass your keyboard controls if you chose to play it that way, because Assassin's Creed does support keyboard and mouse. Hmm. I think. Um Yeah, so that's that's kinda interesting. It like it would maybe it just like if you've got a controller plugged in, it just passes it on. And I actually don't know if PC games, like when you run a PS4 controller, because PS4 controllers now have native Windows support, right? Whether those PC games actually adjust to that controller. Well, that depends on whether the game has been designed for it. Yeah, obviously. Mm, I mean, I've definitely seen PC games that have the PlayStation UI stuff. Yeah, interesting. That's cool. So, So, yeah, maybe... Uh, at that level, it doesn't matter, like because they could probably detect, oh, you're using one of these, fine. The ge- we'll just pass that onto the game, and then the game goes, all right, cool, yeah, got it. So at a high level, it's like the pitch is like, this is just like on live or Gaikai, but we're Google, so we can actually do it, and it's late. We can actually years pull this later. Off. Yeah. yeah. So the interesting thing is they're not, like, they're obviously not the first people to do that. I can't remember the company name, but I saw them at EGX last year, sort of advertising. It's like, hey, hey this doesn't have to be your PC. Would you want the best? Fine, we've got it. So they're not the first people entering this space, but they are by far the most well-known. Mm. Um, and for the m- most part, the analysis from of, of lag and things like that from Digital Foundry is probably the best we've seen so far in this space. So the, the, ex- the example they gave was like, okay, if you're running this on a mid-tier laptop, which clearly has a you know fairly low latency setup for you know within itself, uh, you know like uh, controller to you know, for you know for it receiving a video feed to putting it up on screen. A laptop actually is pretty low latency in terms of that. You're not getting screen sure. lag compared to um, TV even. Yeah, but it was roughly if you were using a controller and playing on a laptop, streaming to a laptop that way, it was roughly equivalent to someone playing locally. If they haven't set up their equipment properly, Properly, so if you've like if you're using a TV that's not in game mode, for instance, right, yeah, or with motion crack turned on and things like that, Um, but that's also assuming you're in a perfect internet connection environment, right? Um, Which as soon as as soon as things start degrading, that lag starts increasing like noticeably. So um, I don't really understand how like because with the internet infrastructure it's much easier to deliver bandwidth compared to improving latency like how do you how do you improve that like without you have to start laying cables like google fiber style you know if you're lucky enough to live in kansas city i'm sure this service will be fucking awesome but oh yeah you know most places in the u.s and uh, in the uk Uh, yeah anywhere like it's never going to work in australia for instance where their Mm. internet is generally fairly poor um Mm. but it's like I mean, what they were saying, they were saying like this, I think Digital Foundry said that sub 15 megabits is when you start getting problems. Like it will drop down to, but that's like, a bandwidth it drops down measure, to 720 right? fairly quickly, but then the lag, the latency starts going up as a, as a, as a result as well. Right. Because you could have high bandwidth and crappy latency and still be fine on Netflix. You just have to wait a second for it to buffer, right? But to an extent, game, like they recommend like ridiculous, they, they do for 4K. Like they recommend pretty high bit rates, don't they? Even for Netflix, mm. it's oh yeah, um, you need. A, but if you had a high, you could have a high bit rate, but with a crap latent ping, right? Theoretically, right? Theoretically, yeah. Buffering. Now, I know they usually way. go hand in hand, but you know, yeah. Good internet is good internet, but uh, I mean, seems that's like how video services have got away with it for a long time. Exactly, they can rely on a few seconds of buffering. Ooh. And of course, they do like crazy dynamic changes in the compression right where 
Yeah, because they've pre, like if you watch a Netflix um, video file, you know, it's there are 70 different versions of it, I think all pre-computed at different bit rates, which you can switch between, but that's all done ahead of time. You yeah. know, you can't do that with a video game stream. But no, I mean, if, if, you know, if, if they can do it, then they can do it. It's just, I mean, in some respects, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an evolution of that stuff. It's just, you've got, you, they have to be very quick about how to flip their encoding on the fly. Mm. Um, uh, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, I remain a bit of a huge skeptic as to how this service is going to work yeah. in real life. Yeah. It's like, uh, the, I, I do think it's impressive that they have managed to get that number down. That millisecond number is sort of into the, into below the 200 range on, in decent scenarios, which still isn't great. You know, it's not fighting game quality, but for, I don't know if you're playing like Assassin's Creed, for instance, the game they've been showing, it's probably fine. But now they've started um, showing Doom, right? Which, yeah, they, that was the, th- which is clearly a Twitch game. And like, and yeah. it's, Twitch is in motion. Not yeah. Yeah. Sorry. A, t- a Twitch shooter, <laughs> I suppose, as opposed to a Twitch thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know how I feel about that sort of game on that. Like, I don't know. I I, I was spoiled with Doom because clearly I was playing it in Vulcan on a low latency screen on my PC yeah. at 120 yeah. frames and it felt fantastic. And it's like, I don't see myself loving it at a lower one, uh, at, a, at lower response times. It's, it's just not the way those sorts of games have moved over the years. Like yeah. shooters have moved to be faster and more responsive and more direct. Apart from you know, Crackdown Three. <laughs> apart from Crackdown Three, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the, the the phase where the acceptable sluggish mushiness of Halo is is past us now. Mm. Um, it's 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 just not where the trend has gone. So for that, it's interesting that they're showing that and. I, for most people, it's as I said, it's probably okay. And that's but... what we said about online and the rest of them at the time. They yeah. never came to anything really. Well, PlayStation now hasn't exactly set the world on fire. Let's put it that way, and that's that's probably the most popular of these services. I think what they need to do is forget all this streaming bullshit, and maybe this is where Amazon should come in. Is basically make a thing where they just basically ship you a black box which is a fully enclosed pc but it's sealed but it transmits out like it just has an antenna so that way you get the latency down because the pc is at your house but it's a completely enclosed unit you can't access it and you can't plug anything in it's just you bring the pc to your home oh right i see what you mean so it's like you just plug it in and then it wi-fis into your house yeah and it's oh. it's like an access it's like you're point. just hiring a pc for a while but i don't know if that <laughs> Oh yeah, weird. Yeah, but then it's like your your home. It's a bit like your um, storage situation. What's it called? The network attacks storage, but for processing of and video, right? So it's like a home yeah. server. It's like now your oh. home is a starship with a central computer in the cupboard, it's, right? It's a, <laughs> that you can talk to. Weirdly, do, do, I may have talked about this on the podcast years ago, but do you remember there used to be an old old infrastructure theory that flew around called the grid yeah where like like no one owns any processing power anymore it's like everyone every device that you have and everything like that contributes to a global pool of power yeah a little bit like the ps3 thing yeah 
Um, so like, yeah, so any power you need could be pulled from the grid from anywhere. But like, if you had one of those boxes in your house, it's like you, you just have a lot of local grids, so it's going to be quicker <coughs> or something. Or yeah, it's an interesting idea. But I don't think it would fly because people are going to hack the crap out of those things. Well, sure. You have to have, it's like acceptable losses. It's going to be the same thing with drones if they ever start <laughs> sure. doing drone deliveries. Yeah. You're going to have acceptable losses at a certain point. So, yeah. I mean, Stadia, I mean, they clearly have a better chance than any of the previous ones just from being Google and not just from being Google because, you know, YouTube does have the best well, video. Yeah. And the other part of this stuff. is like, Almost the most interesting part of this and, and the most scary part of this in terms of game development is this might be the first plat although they're using PC games as their test bait, this is the first platform that's not just revolving around existing hardware in some way. It's mm. like their their infrastructure has been designed for this and to not just be you have access to a thing and that can deliver this much. They've talked about what that thing is. But they've also talked about, hey, there's nothing stopping you from combining resources from things to make a bigger thing um, that, that can then, like, you know, true cloud computing style. It's like, hey, you can distribute this nonsense if you wanted to. Right, you yeah. Want, you want five GPUs pairing one thing? Sure. If you can figure that out, go for it. Yeah, that seems like, like it'd be a hard thing to develop for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to develop for theoretical PCs that mesh together. Like They called it elastic computing, which is weird because that's an Amazon term, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but that's... It kind of makes sense. Like, like, in the, like in the, the thing I immediately thought of is like, imagine a Battle Royale server network, right? Those things are high load whenever at the start of a game. Yeah. When everyone's dropping out of the ship. As people get murdered, the number of pro the, the amount of processing power needed to run that server must dramatically decrease. I mean that is basically not a direct comparison, but that is basically how the Eve servers work. Right. Like, more, the more people there are in the system, the more computer powering computing power it kind of diverts towards that one. Sure, system. but that's a, like a that's been a, that's a highly customized supercomputer yeah. that they've had to build to do that. And it's like if Google have built that for you, theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. So like for for gaming, like the streaming side part aside, as a server hosting platform. Maybe they well, kind of out Xboxed finally. <laughs> like, or I mean, out- you think about those servers, the ones that run the game that aren't producing any graphics. They're not the clients, but the servers, right? Is that yeah. you could use a traditional cloud computing platform for that. You don't need all the graphics hardware that this gives you. No, 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 no. You just use but, Google but like, Cloud. If you could or... dynamically scale a unit whilst it's in play or something like that, that's kind mm. of interesting. But yeah, you're right. Like maybe I'm extrapolating too far with this, but it's like the the, the whole idea of elastically computing the elements in general. Unless mm. you just wanted is... to start using the GPUs for non-graphics calculations. I mean, like you, you could. Can. Yeah, I mean, you probably could. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you've got stuff that's parallelizable. Uh, but hey, even got, on traditional, we've got, we've got spare platforms. cycles. Let's go Bitcoin mining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can get pure like. Um, graphics hardware on the on the cloud but that's like for problems that are don't need general computing they just need this super parallel stuff yeah right? yeah yeah. Indeed, yeah they need something like nvidia cuda or something yeah. to run this specific problem yeah weird anyway and it's... i saw um jeff getting a bit antsy about just the idea of google 
coming into the space and it's like well i i don't know it's like microsoft every, you mean everyone jeff gersman of the giant yeah, jeff gersman. <laughs> Name drop. Uh, yeah well i just saw it on reddit just now and it's like yeah he's like oh i've got a bad feeling about this and it's like i don't know it's like everyone had a very bad feeling about the xbox i think you know well, no it's it's in. different in the local gaming uh, the bigger one of the biggest upsets to gaming thus far like in in a way that we don't we haven't necessarily perceived properly was the change from CRTs to flat screens, right? In a way, yeah. because it introduced a whole lot of latency that we'd never had before. Um, so games had to cater for that, like rhythm games being the most obvious one, right? You can't really go back and play PS2 era rhythm games on modern kit because they weren't, the, the timing windows are all off now. Um, and, it, and it feels weird to play, even though I sort of adjusted to playing PS2 amplitude on. <laughs> things like but you're you're playing ahead of the game which is weird um uh so you know that the, they've already had to make things slightly mushier already as a result of that um and you know as a he, he likes his fighters right and you need frame perfect yeah, stuff for exactly. that. and it's like he's worried about the bigger picture of like oh hey if streaming does become the way that games play and, and for again for most people the latency is going to be high Still, with current technology, the latency yeah. is going to be higher, way higher than we're used to right now. Uh, like, does that affect the bigger picture of game development? And it's like, for some players, for some publishers, for some designers, yeah, they're going to want to do that, aren't they? Because if streaming takes off, it's like, how do we hit the most people? We have to mm. design with streaming in mind. And it's I don't like, think... I, 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 get, I get his viewpoint. It could change the landscape of what gets made. Yeah, it's true. But like a Netflix of games, there's just not going to be enough content. Like Netflix is like desperate for content. You, and I don't, I don't know, know. Are you mad? Like the, the number of games that come out, it's not possible. To, it's not possible to consume that much content. But they're all indie games. Like that's not like that's that's not how Netflix works, is it? I mean, it has a lot of stuff. It has a, like yeah, if Amazon Prime's anything to go by, they have a lot of crap as well as a lot of good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, I just think, yeah. Speak, speaking of which, the Epic Store came out and said they're not going to do anime porn games, so the <laughs> they're going to curate those the out. The Epic Store said a lot of things <laughs> this last couple of weeks, which we could talk about briefly, I guess. Yeah, we could. But yeah, Google Stadia, call me a skeptic, but I, I will give them credit. They do seem to have pushed the technology further. But that's where I sit. That's it. That's all I'm that's okay. all I've, that's all I've got. Give we me a, give me a graphic give me a graphics card in my house any day yeah. at this point. Well, you got one, so yeah, works out well. <laughs> so here's my thing about Epic, the smaller part of the ongoing saga of what the fuck's going on with Epic at the moment <laughs> that I want to talk about briefly. That someone discovered that the Epic launcher basically it's got a thing in the Epic Launcher where you can import your Steam friends list and it basically oh, yeah. like compares the names and mm. looks up their, their Epic tag or whatever and does Standard. that. Okay. Convenience. But the thing is, the launcher basically look, gets that file without you even telling it to, just in case oh, you do it. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> Which naturally is not, a, you know, that's basically spyware, is what everyone's saying. Yeah, that's not good. Because <laughs> it's not even like it's it's not even like it's a DX Diag or anything. It's not looking at system information. It's looking at another company's program and taking the information from it. I mean, I, that wouldn't be the first time that's happened, for no. sure. But, like, they should be upfront about that. Yeah. 
so naturally, as soon as everyone discovered that, then a variety of statements came out. We were like, it shouldn't be doing that. We're going to fix that problem now that we've been caught. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that we've been caught. That is the important bit. Because now I'm thinking about it, because obviously you installed the Epic client so we could do the Satisfactory yeah. video. Logged in as you. But Steam would have been logged in as me at the time. So has it scraped my friends list and associated it with you behind the scenes? Yeah, that is the question. Because I... Like clearly, they won't appear on your list until you say, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, but I don't know. I guess they or did we turn off? Did I turn off Steam? I don't. Oh, remember. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what we did for that. Uh, the Epic Launcher has launched itself on its own because obviously, because it does that. Does it? Yeah, it's like start on Windows. Oh, oh well, I always turn that off. Yeah, I, I, I have done now. <laughs> but there was a, there, clearly because my Steam I leave as auto launch because I use Steam far more often. But it's like, yeah, so there was a point in time where both your Epic account oh, right. and so my Steam library were alive at the same time. Yeah. I, well, that is the real question, is if you have multiple Steam logins, what if, how, what, how does it know what information to pull? I oh, don't yeah, know, did it just Because I don't know what the Steam file structure... Because it, it's actually a... Also, why would it be a file? Steam If it's Steam is online, wouldn't it just go online and go get me my friends list? No, it's a it's a local thing because steam stores certain information in that way and it's a human readable file it's not even like it's an in- encrypted file oh interesting you can actually just go and look at it if you want oh. and, and then when valve made a response to this whole thing where they're like epic really shouldn't be doing that they also said like here's but, the file you can go and look at it if you want oh interesting. they were transparent about what they do at least <laughs> weird to me that it's that easy to access i don't know is, is that is that odd? Like, or like, what's in that file? I guess. I mean, maybe. just Steam IDs. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's no different than because I mean, how do you even search for a friend on Steam? You just type their ID, and then it gives Find you a list them. of things that are similar, and then you have to go and look for which one it yeah, actually is. Yeah, I mean, is. maybe that's not a problem if there's no like personally identifiable information in there. But yeah. Still, the net isn't networking itself. Isn't that a form of personally identifying information? Yeah, maybe in an abstract way. But yeah, it was weird, and and people on the internet will find out. <laughs> people will run diagnostics and find out what the fuck's going on. People will find out. That is the rule of the internet. Yep. People will find out. Can't hide shit for shit. And then you know, the un- ongoing controversies surrounding the whole epic situation. The whole thing. Yes. People are still is not it, very happy. Is it still not liked? Like no. I mean, that didn't help, obviously. <laughs> People had already been equating it to spyware before we even knew that it was doing that. And then it was like, oh, wait, it actually is. <laughs> yeah, it actually is spyware. <laughs> and, you know, you can't escape. There'll, there'll always be any any video on YouTube that mentions the Epic launch, and there'll always be someone in there being like, it's owned by the Chinese government, Tencent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, that's what the internet does. <laughs> also what china does so. yeah. but china don't care china don't care <laughs> so you know that's sort of situation which also not completely under well not not completely unrelatedly but mostly unrelatedly well, i won't be playing satisfactory anytime soon because the person i would have been playing it with is fairly firm in that anti-epic launcher stance oh interesting okay so you might get to it, but only when it eventually launches on Steam. Yes. Although, related to that as well, they signed, so they signed the year exclusivity deal with 
Epic or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the sta- what is the standard deal, apparently. Mm. <laughs> but they, maybe Satisfactory has found a loophole, because apparently the early access year is counts towards the year. Oh, right. So, so now that they've launched an early access now... It's a year from now. <laughs> right, so when it hits version 1. So by the time they actually release the game, they might actually just be able to bring it immediately to Steam. That's interesting. And also quite fair from Epic in some ways. <laughs> well, yes, or it's a loophole, possibly. Yeah, or something they didn't think of. Yeah. Huh. So, All right. talk of games that are coming to Steam. Yeah. Ba-ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> Dwarf Fortress is coming to Steam. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> yep, with a t- with a tile set, I guess. With a tile set, although you know, tile sets aren't necessarily the biggest. Pro- well, then one of the two no. biggest problems, maybe. The other biggest problem is the, the whole UI. <laughs> how how Which, do you, mean? you know, Might not be fixed. What? What? Maybe just because systems. it's already, it, it, you know, it's inherently impenetrable. impenetrable. So. Yeah, I mean, just you know, I I don't play with it open because I want I want the screen real estate. But when you press tab and you bring up the list of all the keyboard commands to access the menus, and it's basically just every single letter on your keyboard does yep. open some menu. Mm, <laughs> right. Like that's not exactly a very helpful menu system. It's well, like flying an X-wing there... back in the day. No, yeah. <laughs> at least there is a guide built into whatever they're releasing, though. That is something. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of. I'm not. I don't even particularly like that graphics tile set that they've made. Are there better ones? I mean, Maybe. you just don't use them, right? Well, yeah, I just use ASCII. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Does it allow you to do that still? Apparently, okay. That's, you can that's turn fine, off the then. graphics in the Steam version. Okay. Supposedly, I would expect them that to be a thing. Yeah. The why, thing is, that I don't is ASCII, know about why is ASCII better than? Is it more direct playing it that way, or is it actually better and easier? Isn't it more that they well, the, have trouble representing things in certain, like the tile sets never 100% work? Yeah, that's what is maybe interesting about this, is if they've done the work to make the tile sets fully actually compatible. Because right. the way the tile sets used to work is, the well, even just the ASCII is just a bitmap. Like, you can go in there and edit the file, and then it just loads that in. Which is what I did, because I made my own tile set for scaling purposes. Oh, cool. Which is basically just well, back in the old days when you when you resize when you it had scale inbuilt scaling, so you could be like, I want this to scale to two hundred percent, and it just makes the all the tiles two hundred percent bigger. But back oh. in the old days, it used to not it used to have like some weird problems with the aliasing of the scaling. And I, it was like one hundred percent was too small, two hundred percent was too big. I wanted one fifty, but that just made everything blurry. Yeah. So I was just like, well, fuck it, I'll just make my own tile set. I'll just take the original tile set into PaintShop, one hundred fifty percent scale, redraw it so it's still perfect pixels, and then mm. just have that as my tile set. That's what I did. Jeez, okay, put the effort in. Well, not that much effort. <laughs> you just batch resized and and yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, you, you got used, rid of the aliasing. Do you not use like? You know, if you did it in GIMP or something, you could just use nearest neighbor resizing and have it not go blurry. So you didn't need to redraw. You could, but that still might not get it perfectly right. No, true. Because 150% of a of like a five pixel height is that you know that yeah, sure. might cause problems anyway you still probably want to redraw it anyway to some extent but anyway that's what i did but that was to fix the problem with the scaling but the actual problem with tile sets is on graphical tile sets is that the that bitmap file you can edit 
letters are used for multiple things and there's no separate there's no way for the tile set to know what you want to do oh. so like for instance the uh, how like how the, how is playing in ascii better then if, if, if the well because then you, you just know the context like in the old classic yeah. example in graphical tile sets was the the male symbol for male animals and creatures and whatnot yeah which is in ascii right which is in ascii yeah. that's also the symbol that's used for bags and uh-huh. in a lot of tile sets it was just they just drew a bag and used it because it didn't matter that it was the male symbol because that's almost irrelevant information this is a bag dog it's just a bag <laughs> so they just have so they'd be in the ui you'd have like wherever they'd normally be the male sign it'd just be a picture of a bag and you just had to know that that was what that did but there was so there was that that was the kind of thing that happened where there's the a tile that's just a letter that is used for something else, but not always. So you just have to pick whichever one's most important to you. What did they use for female? I don't remember. Is it, is it does female double up or something? I don't think it does. So you could have a female mongoose and a bag mongoose <laughs> making <laughs> making babies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if they if they fixed that and like made it so tile sets can be fully properly customizable somehow, then that would be nice. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I assume they would have had to do something to make this tile set fully make it work. releasable, but yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we'll they did out. partially fix that at some point. Like they did add like extended tile sets, but I don't think it fully solved that problem. We'll see. It would make a whole lot of sense too. Yeah, it was a problem that they never thought would need solving because they thought everyone would be happy with ASCII forever. So when you say they. <laughs> Do you mean the guy? Well, there's two of them. There's two, is there? I mean, his brother only really does the story. <laughs> right. The he's, backstory. He's, of... he's the law, right? Yeah, he's the law guy. <laughs> but there is technically two of them. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, is it, is it, I mean, is it going to be paid? Or like, yeah, it's going to be a... It's, it's, getting, it's getting a price. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, apparently it was a weird announcement because... They've obviously they've been living off donations. Yeah, yeah. What pay, you know what, what would have been a patron if patron had existed at the time. Sure, <laughs> the equivalent of that. But you know they were still making a couple of thousand dollars a month or whatever. Okay, enough to yeah, enough to a basic salary. Yeah. So you know, but apparently the reason that they're bringing it to Steam now is they're they're starting to worry about medical situations that may arise. And so they're like, oh, well, we, with themselves. Yeah, with themselves. Huh. And because it's America, they're yeah, like, yeah. we need a slightly larger buffer of money <laughs> just we, in case. We need, to, we need to make this legit so we can get insurance. Yeah, just in case we need to spend a lot of money on health problems in mm. the near future. Fair enough. Okay. That's, I can see why that would be a concern. Yeah. Especially if this is all they do now. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming to Steam. Well, who knows if it if it comes to Steam and suddenly suddenly gets the recognition, <laughs> or more more or a second round of recognition. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. maybe it makes Dwarf Fortress a bigger thing. You know, maybe this is actually the kickstart to being a more legit studio. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're never going to. They don't want to ever become more than the two man team. Right. Okay. Not going to suddenly turn turn it into a Ubisoft game. <laughs> I want to stay as team meat. Yeah. Well, the original team meat before, before they went south. 
So speaking of other so, stuff that's coming to speaking head, of Halo, niche games that need to come into Steam to try and increase their recognition, yeah, Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Been a while since I've seen a Halo game at this point. In fairness, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we still haven't fucking seen anything about Halo Six, Halo Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we saw that trailer for Halo Infinite. That's why. That's why I said six. Yeah, because <laughs> we still don't know whether that is six. Well, it's true, but they did say it's the continuing adventures of Master Chief. That is the one tip that we we have that I mean, suggests it is Halo Six. They've just not called it that for some reason. I feel like Five didn't do that well, did it? Five, five did all right, as, as far as I know. I'm sure yeah. it did fine. Yeah, it was quite. Mm. It was pretty popular, but yeah, some amount of Halo is coming to scene eventually, partially in bits. <laughs> Starting with and also Windows. Reach. Starting with Master Chief Collection on PC, which is, in in some respects, the obvious call, because th- they should have done this a long time ago. Really, well, now that it's the same thing that we said about some other stuff, where it's just like now they have a, a structure to do it in. Yeah, now they're <laughs> pushing Game Pass as well as coming to Windows at some point. Then. Yeah, this makes a bit of sense that they would start pushing one of their tent poles over it. And it's, I think it's I mean, good. There's, there's a, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it, but it's I'll, like I want to play those games at 60 frames. They've, I've never played them at 60 frames. It's impossible, isn't it? Is it? Oh, good. Um, Can you play them on? No, because it works fine on the X Bone. Like, they're, they're all 60 on X Bone. Right. <laughs> no, no weird physics problems. No, it's surprising. It works ridiculously well in fact um um on the on the on the, so they've already they've already done the work to make that happen so that's fine right um cool. uh and obviously halo 5 not in the master chief yet but still you know that was designed for 60 so no problems there either um but yeah yeah no that's all good the bit the most interesting from a gameplay perspective the interesting thing for me is like keyboard and mouse question question mark yeah because you know with Halo and Halo 2, those had some weird fucking mouse accelerators. They were the weird, yeah. Um, but obviously everything since then has never touched a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. So it's like, are they, are they, I mean, are they going to do it at all? Or is it just going to be like, hey, you need a controller for this? That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, and of course, the other interesting bit is Halo Reach is being added. Hmm. To, and that's going to come to all versions. That's not just the PC exclusive. That will come to Xbone as DLC. And they're um, saying Master Chief was technically on that ship at the end. <laughs> yep. He's yeah. In the game for several seconds. I mean, if you're going to make a hit that the, the collection eventually have everything in it, then fine, go for it. Just and, call it the Bungie you know, collection. I mean, it's not like Master Chief was in ODST. Yeah. At all. Uh, yeah. They'd, they'd already done <laughs> that's that. That's true. And yeah, Reach is a good and then had one of the stronger multiplayers for sure. Um, is ODST coming to PC? Uh, eventually, it all will. But mm. the, the thing is, is that that's the that's the interesting part, I guess. Like they're not releasing Master Chief Collection on PC all at once. They're going to roll it out slowly. But they're starting with Reach. Starting with Reach. Cool. Yeah, which is the the weird bit, I suppose. It's like, why don't they start with something they've already been working on for years and got stabilised? Mm, yeah. Um, but no, they're going to launch with Reach. Okay. Um, maybe that gives them a bit of like, maybe, sort of in the, in, in the work they've had to do to get this, maybe they've known they were going to bring it to PC, so they were like, oh, we can build this from the ground up with some PC stuff in mind. 
Mm. Maybe because then you're saying that like they actually do still have work to do on the old stuff to make it yeah. properly PC compatible if that's what they've done. That's the suggestion here. Yeah, that that perhaps they do have to go back and do work. Um, there are some question marks. I don't fully understand exactly how they're selling this because there's some oddity about you might actually you don't just buy Reach. You buy like, or you want the Reach campaign, or do you want the Reach multiplayer, or do you want Reach yeah. firefight? So they might split it up into the bits, okay. um, and whether that and how that affects the PC version of Master Chief Collection on the whole is an interesting thing. It's like, do you want to buy Halo One multiplayer, or do you want to buy the Halo Two Anniversary Edition multiplayer? You know that kind of stuff is like, is it all being broken down that fine? Which I don't, I'm not sure I like the sound of. I think I quite like the idea of just like, oh, you've got Halo 4. Great, cool. Hmm. Um, let's move on. Here's another random question that just came into my mind while, while, while I was thinking about this. Will it have online, uh, online co-op? Ooh. All those games that actually be able to be played in co-op, but like not locally. That'd be crazy. I, th- I think they added that. I want to say they put, like at least the later games in Master Chief Collection support online co-op anyway. Hmm. Because Halo well, Three I mean, yes, had it, they, right? They just they did naturally. Yeah, everything from but Halo for the PC, three it's just like that's you're not PC's not naturally a place you play local co-op on as much. No, that's true. Yeah, local co-op is the online co-op fine, but yeah, local co-op's the thing we want, right? That's that's how we do it. <laughs> well, sure, but it means we might not have to do it, right? We could actually yeah, just online co-op because Zach, Zach will have a PC, and it's but it's yeah. like you you want both, really. Yeah, you want you want both options to exist, but not like it does mean we could potentially play Halo Five co-op. Finally, if they're online, because they're not going to do that. Lo- oh no, Halo Five's not even in it. Balls. No, that's not the not yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> man, Halo Five not having split screen is such a bummer. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. I'm surprised Halo Four had it. Yeah, yeah, Halo Four was still pretty good on that front, just barely. Halo 4 was more of like, it, you know how we talk about uh, when a studio takes over the reins, it's just like they just have to they have to put one out that's similar to the, yeah. to be like, like right. yeah, well, no, we get this. Yeah. We, we understand what makes this tick. I guess. And, you know, Halo 4 was their proving ground. Um, and then Halo 5 was them. All right, now, now let's do what we want to do. Which, you know, still worked, in my opinion. They just took out. What is a tentpole for me <laughs> of that of that series, which is local co-op, mm. which is frustrating. Not that I'm a huge fan of that campaign. Halo 5's campaign mm. is interesting, but not strong. Mm. Um, Halo 5's multiplayer was where it was at. But anyway, I could talk about Halo 3. Just I'm getting sidetracked. Well, Halo uh, Internet this, would this... just be will just be Destiny, so there'll be plenty of oh, co-oping around. <laughs> oh, no, it will be. I mean, it's going to be ironic that like Anthem fails and that the one no. thing that takes on Destiny is hilariously it would be Halo. <laughs> Wouldn't that be stupid? Halo to be a loot shooter. It will be. It's guaranteed. That's what that oh. clearly is. See, even from the name and the way they introduced it with a giant open-worldy Halo... I don't want to level up my guns. I just want my gun to be a gun. no. But that's not the way the world's going. No more. It might not be. It might be a battle cult. royale. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a battle royale. That's yeah. true. Maybe that it's planet side. Yeah, it could be planet side. <laughs> That'd be awesome if it was planet side. I didn't see any tanks or anything in, in that trailer though. No, they only showed just warthog. warthog. Yeah. 
what hulk is a kind of a silly vehicle isn't it it doesn't i, I don't know it doesn't look that practical no in terms especially of, not like, with the, the huge ass gun tarot yeah it's cool though <laughs> it's cool it's way cool on the drive in forza more news more news um, my xbox is dead that's news oh okay <laughs> not really news news but cutting back to random sort of yeah what, your of xbox the... 360 core red ringed and you had to send it back to... <laughs> in a coffin <laughs> no unfortunately not my launch x-bone is now dead i'm not quite sure why um apparently it's got a what is a relatively common problem with the original original like that first big black box xbox where it's clearly being powered still because i can push the power button and it go but then nothing happens like the light doesn't light up it doesn't boot Hmm. um yeah so it's kind of dead like it could be an issue with the power supply but the it's still got the yellow light as a solid yellow light, which means that normally means the power supply thinks it's good because the power supply is like a little mini computer. It's complicated, apparently, in the original X-Bone. <laughs> Stupidly so. Hmm. So, like, it's, it, you know, the light's supposed to blink when the power supply thinks it's got an issue. But So I don't know if it's just the X-Bone, like, having a inability to ask for power or if it's, uh, like, it doesn't even seem like it tries to boot if you know what i mean it doesn't try it's not like it's spinning up a drive going through bios or whatever the xbox does in the background and then go nope it's like it's just doing nothing like it won't even eject a disc (laughs) which is a problem because my copy of black ops is in there is that really a problem (laughs) (laughs) but there is a way to manually eject there is a i just haven't done it yet because it involves poking tiny buttons yeah um so yeah sad times the curse of the launch xbox continues <laughs> yes naturally conveniently kippers has stepped up because he has a spare yep <laughs> so i'll be nicking that off him it was just the wrong time because like given all this talk that microsoft has been given about spreading their platform and backwards compatibility and it, us being about a year and a half away probably from next gen didn't really want to be buying a new console now. No. Um, when I'm not... It's not or, like you it's don't like have I... two other fucking consoles. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And like, if I wanted access to the Xbox content, it's like, okay, fine. There's some stuff that you can't play anywhere else. But uh, like, if it's a Microsoft first-party thing, <laughs> it comes files. on PC now, it's fine. Yeah. Um, not that worried. Uh, and, you know, Microsoft's in-house lineup has been pretty crappy for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it was going to fail, then now is not such a bad time. It's not such a... Well, I mean, it's bad in that I don't have my console, and if I wanted something to play on it, I can't. Which means yeah. my Xbox Live account might be going to waste unless I'm... Oh, that's of, true. I don't, I don't know if I can claim through the website, like, the whole, like, oh, these are your games of gold. And it's like, yeah, I'll have those. Hmm, maybe. Um, so it's just that kind of stuff that I just still want to keep up with. Um, you know, and I played all my Onrush on Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of it. You played all I played a tiny bit on PlayStation. But... So what's the um, process to get it fixed? Um, I either send it back to Microsoft for the less than friendly sum of £114. Holy shit. Yeah, because <laughs> it's way out of warranty. <laughs> um, or... I consider buying an S or an X. 
or just Nick Kippers, which is the route that's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Just take the free one. I mean, if, if 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 it is a power supply issue, I'll just nick his power supply. Well, yeah, try that first, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to make that known. Okay. Xboxes still break. <laughs> news. Back news. news. Yep. Like the actual news. Uh, what's what is next? Uh, do you want to talk about? Well, we didn't really talk too much about it, but hey, that Halo thing is being released on Steam. Yeah. Launched like day and date, supposedly with the Windows Store version. That's interesting. Slightly yeah. weird. Not um, on the Epic Game Store. I mean, it's <laughs> not not kosher. I mean, this this comes back to you know Phil Spencer has said on has been on record as saying it's like we don't care where we sell our stuff, just as long as we sell our stuff. And it's like you know they've it's not like Microsoft haven't published on Steam before or in the yeah. Blind Forest is, was released You could get there, Age of the Empires 2 HD on there. <laughs> yeah. The Halo Wars games, I didn't realize they're actually on Steam. Uh, things like that. You know, it's not the uh, uh, it's not like they haven't done this before. You know, Cuphead's there as well. Um, it's just interesting that they're coming out with, like, you know, a new release, quote-unquote, Um on Steam at the same time as Windows Store. Normally, there's a delay of some kind, or yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting, but like, yeah, just staying good to their word, which is reassuring, I suppose. Um, uh, and also, like, they've announced that they're going to publish Cuphead and Ori on Switch. So you know, Microsoft publishing spreading out a bit, which may also bring Xbox Live to Switch as they may, as was yeah. rumored previously. That odd rumors kind of still floating around, isn't it? Is because they, they haven't really talked about what any of that means. I yet. mean, I think I think it may not be a rumor now. I definitely heard someone saying that when they were playing Cuphead on the Switch, achievements were popping. Oh, as in it's it's got oh, an it's achievement always, system that Cuphead. somehow is linked to Xbox Live. I guess. Wait, so Cuphead on Switch is just out? Out? Is it's, it? Like, I don't think it's actually out yet. I think it's early copies or oh right, copies like or whatever copies. Okay. But yeah, someone definitely was saying, yeah, achievements are popping on my Switch. <laughs> well, that's fine, because that's happened with Minecraft before. Like, well, true. At, at, like, at that level, where it's just like you're using live to attach your account to a game or something. Yes. It's not like the whole bigger rumour where like Game Pass or like, yeah, they're like the greater Microsoft services are coming to it. Still, it's interesting. It's yes. interesting. It's 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 just the the weirder picture of Microsoft on the whole at the moment. It's like they're putting far less emphasis on their own console. Well, I mean, if you're talking about weirder pictures of things happening, then you then that's like the other half of this is Nintendo's half, where it's like <laughs> Nintendo and Microsoft have been starting to be more friendly recently, mm. and that you know Cuphead is another indication of that continuing, I guess. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, this we're getting into the whole Mindy's presentation. I mean, in the same breath, they Microsoft have also said that they're going to stay in the console business. Yeah. It's not like they're giving up on Xbox. It's like they're not going to give up on having a box. <laughs> it's not going to be a really weird situation where everyone thought Nintendo was going to stop making consoles, and then Microsoft yeah, stopped yeah. making consoles instead. <laughs> yeah. Just publishes on Switch instead. So they're, they're still going to do what they do, but they're just doing everything else as well. <laughs> they do. They want to do everything. Yeah. Like, and I. I, I Honestly, don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, because haven't Microsoft been the let's do everything company before and it not gone well? Hey, are they going to do TV again? <laughs> at least the, what they at least the, everything they're doing at the moment is mostly just games. Still, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it is games, but it's like everything to do with games. Yes, 
then maybe that's weird. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So the other things that were in the N- Nintendo Indies, yeah, let's Nindies. switch to Nintendo. <laughs> they had a they had a Nindies presentation. I this happened to me, and I also saw, saw several other people saying the same thing. Where it's like I was I saw the, the announcement that it was coming on on YouTube, where it's like Here, this is scheduled to uh, there's a Nintendo presentation, and I keep an eye out for those for the directs. But then I saw it was a Nindies one. I was like, no, I don't really care that much about Nindies. They've never been interesting before. And then several other people basically said the same thing, where it's like, well, it's a good thing I did watch this. Because, mm. <laughs> well, A, weird things happened, but B, most of the games in it were actually pretty good looking. There's some interesting ones, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've picked up on, I mean, there were a couple that we've seen before, for yeah. sure. Like, Nuclear Throne is out now. Yeah. Um, Super Crate Box is coming for some reason. Vlambeer are doing a little arcade package yep. of some description for it. Uh, Neo Cab, we've seen at E3 a few times, well, maybe last year or something like that. It was at the PC thing, I think. Uh, mm. That's coming to Switch. They, uh, My friend Pedro is coming to Switch. Yep. Stuff like that. Just games we already knew about, just getting a like, oh, and Switch yeah. tag on them. Um, but man, where do you want to start on the on the on the weird ones? Well, there's only really apart from Cuphead, which was the thing they started. Um, which, is, which, is, which is cool. Uh, there's three other ones. There's, I guess we'll do them in chronological order, I suppose, <laughs> that they have to th- turn up in. Uh, there was the new Double Fine thing <laughs> game called Rad. 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 Which appears to be a kind of probably roguelike Diablo brawler-esque thing sort uh-huh. of a top-down perspective beat-em-up but like it maybe has randomized power-ups because you mutate at certain at certain points yeah and gain I mean, weird skills it makes it would make sense for be a roguelike given the way they pointed out that you can mutate and stuff like that and it looked like you mutate parts of you like you can have a snake head and maybe a weird spiky arm and yeah. like so it would make sense that they would all, all might combine over the course of a game yeah like you can stack them like yeah. it's almost biting of Isaac S yeah where it's just like you get the different power-ups maybe there's combos we haven't seen any proof of that yet but... which also seems to be adding to the weird whole mutation theme that this year might have right with like Biomutant and we had mm, well mutant, well we had Mutant Year Zero last, yeah, I guess, last year I guess well I think the mutant thing is Almost like the the new zombies at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that far departed from zombies, really. There's still zombies <laughs> in most radiation situations, like Fallout and whatever. It's year of the mutant. So there's that. I mean, it's double fine, so it might at least be funny as well. I have to. I have to <laughs> say, like, I wasn't blown away by the look of that. No, thing. it looked like it almost didn't seem stylized enough for their kind yeah, of weird maybe. '80s radness that they're going for. You're not seeing any UI in that video. Which no. Maybe, maybe that will be kind of fancy in its 80s-ness. Yeah, I know. At the moment, it looks a little bit like... I'm worried that the, the, the radness is all external yeah. to the actual game. Um, but you hope they will lead into that, the 80s, 90s sure. VHS-tape-esque. I mean, there was, definitely, there was definitely a mullet going on at one point. Yeah. So, you know. Headbands. Yep. <laughs> So we'll see about that. Egg pooping. And then after that, there was the mysterious creature in the well. Creature in the well, yeah. I was like, 
it's not a very great it's not a great name it doesn't inspire no. you of confidence but and it took zach to point out to me that it's got pinball elements <laughs> yes that's what i knew rob, okay. rob would care about it because of the pinball connection it's and, got I was like, pinball. <laughs> and i was like all right let's look at this and it's like it's it's weird like, yeah. yeah it's it's like it's got a it's like you're you're like it doesn't look like it's going to be anything like what it ends up being. Like it opens with just a dude running into like a scary looking place, and it's like, okay, right, this might this looks like a dungeon crawler. But then the way you battle is about bouncing bullets, but like, like in order to get as many ricochets as possible by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah, you're like to... hitting drop targets and stuff in yeah. a pinball style. It looks you're basically really like juggling the balls around with your sword. Yeah, like like you're all, that's also and you know they said that like there's 15 different weapons that affect the balls differently. Yeah, it looks really interesting, and also like uh, like the art style is quite yeah stark as well. It's like it seems it's like it's high fidelity but using solid colors. Yeah, like not, and not many of them. It's it's. Yeah, color be interested. And, you know, it's a good trailer as well, running at a full sixty, and you know, stuff like that. Some something that I don't necessarily think the Switch has a tendency to do at times, like <laughs> at be, times. have nice and smooth indie trailers. Yeah. So yeah, this looks good. This looks great. And then the third thing, the last thing, they started with Cuphead and they ended with this. Where, which might be the most left field announcement of the lot yeah this is why everyone was like holy shit i'm glad i did watch the whole of this nintendo indies theme because <laughs> i wasn't expecting this uh they it brings up a thing where it says from the makers of crypto the necrodancer and you know there's your it looks fucking like a high more like higher resolution necrodancer you've got your Jiggling square by square and digging through walls and stabbing a skeleton and but, but all much, the necrodancer things, but much better animated. Yeah, but with much higher pixel density. Like it's now sixteen bit instead of eight bit. <laughs> yeah, well, just a higher frame count. Well, yeah, 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 smoother. Yeah, it's a good look. So yeah, it, you see that and it's like, okay, they're making another crypto necrodancer. But that's not all. As it eventually gets to in the trailer, as the music builds, and then you get the fucking Zelda music riff cuts in, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, these enemies look like Zelda enemies." It's actually a Zelda game. <laughs> it's yeah, with a great Nintendo game. have licensed the Zelda IP to the people who made Crypt of the Necrodancer to make basically Crypt of the Necrodancer, but for Zelda. Zelda, which edition. is yeah, Cadence of Hyrule, which is not only a great name. Which is unfortunately spoiled by the fact if you know that the character was called Cadence yeah. in the first game. But I mean that still like, makes sense. Yeah. But this thing looks this thing looks rad. Yep. Like Crypt of the Necrodancer is rad in concept, but that game was just a is is for me, it's always been a little bit too rough around the edges and just far too hard. hard. Yes. Um as you'll see from our upcoming video. Which um, became hilariously relevant. Yeah, it's like we recorded how, that video a week this, ago. How did this happen? Yeah, we recorded some co-op Crypt of the Necro Dancer just randomly, and then this happened. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we're 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 magic. Yep, hilarious. You, you'll have to like write that in the video description because obviously yeah. we won't mention it in the video, and it'll be weird. Oh my word! It's, yeah, this is weird. This is odd. But yeah, it's it's like how cool. And it's like, but if it like it looked like the they might have enemy patterns rather than just every enemy sort of doing its own thing and well i mean it could just be how they were laid out yeah but it's like a, i'm gonna say it's gonna function very much like i mean you know 
you see some of the enemies and they're basically exactly the same. Like the the skeletons and still with the shields. I mean, now they're stealth us, but they still have the same. You hit the shield, the shield falls off, and they move sure. every other turn or whatever. And yeah. the blue blobs move up and down, and the green blobs stay still. <laughs> I want it as long as the. That's what I don't necessarily want the the peak of the game to be easier, right? I just want that to be a bit like give you more room to learn it. Yeah, I'm. F- that is the biggest problem of Crypt of the Necrodancer is that it is not learnable. I'm definitely sensing that there's going to be some sort of checkpointing, right? Like, yeah, those glowing what look like Sheikah tablets are probably going to be some kind of checkpoint system. I want them not to sure just... how that's going to exactly work with the way you progress through the game. But... Yeah, and like, I hope it's like a little more structured. Like, Obviously, like, Crypt is, is, is a roguelike, so they, like, things are randomized, and that's yeah. part of it. And, it's like, and they, yeah, did, sure, they did say there's going to be some randomization. Yeah. In like, well, they, I think they said both the overworld and dungeons, but mainly the overworld, maybe? I don't know. It looks cool. And remixes of Zelda music. Yeah. Those would better be good. Well, the one that they had in the trailer was pretty good. It was all right. <laughs> Rob disapproves. It, it's, I mean, it's possible, but <laughs> they could do better. And the shopkeeper will see it. The shopkeeper is there. He's back. That's the best bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Who would have thought this was coming? Yeah, honestly. Exactly. Cool. Well played Nintendo. Actually yeah. play as Link and Zelda. Actually yeah. play as Zelda. Actually play as Zelda, yeah. <laughs> Not Linkle. No. <laughs> Although there was... At least... This might have been the best place to bring Linkle back. But there was but... at least one person in a YouTube video I saw who thought that the Crypt of the Necrodancer character was, was Linkle. Was Linkle, okay. Because they were like, yeah. you know... Not everyone knows Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah. <laughs> Which also might kind of make a lot of people disappointed. That it's called Cadence. Well, no, when they they see this thing and they don't fully understand what the game is. Oh, I suppose like because <laughs> that that the 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 little bit of voiceover wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. No, yes, and they don't really understand the concept of how Necrodancer plays. Like right. that it's a rhythm game and that it's got all this very uh, specific yeah. movement that you have to do. I guess that's not made hugely clear by the trailer. No, yeah. I saw a lot of YouTube comments where where it's like, why are they all hopping? That looks like weird. It's kind of shitty animation. It's like, well, yeah, that's just how the game works. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not just an animation choice. That's you know, that's a visual cue to help you keep rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, it does take a bit of explaining. So yeah, maybe some people will be disappointed. And if it turns out to be quite hard, maybe some people will be disappointed by that as well. I mean, I'm still in. Well, yes. Even if, even if it's balls hard, I'm still in. You're still in. I'm still in. Yeah. I'm still here. We're all still here. And presumably Necrodancer is going to make quite a few more sales. Yeah. Currently. Yeah, yeah, people training. Well, people finding <laughs> out what the fuck it even is. Because there was definitely a lot of those YouTube videos that I watched as well where people were like, well, I had played Necromancer before, but I guess I'm going to now. I did go back and play a bit of it. I'm still still terrible. Yeah, I tried to play it again, trying to do a full run. You know, I didn't. still can't get past three. I just cannot do it. <laughs> so hard. So hard. Uh, have you got any more? O- Oculus Rift S? Yeah, there's that. I mean, they're so making another one. I mean, I guess. It was, they're continuing to make those. Kind of, VR hasn't died yet. I guess it was overdue. It'd been a while since we've seen a revision to the to the Rift. Yeah, and especially with Vive Pro and whatever the other Vive they've made is, whatever that was called, the yeah. other Vive Two, Vive Two, <laughs> Second Vive, Vivia, Vivacious. 
Uh, the Vive anyway, Two electrically. Rift, yeah, Rift S is it's like it's only a it's a bit like the Vive Pro in that it's a minor update. There are yeah. it's got a slightly better, um, slightly better pixel density in the in the in the viewfinder. Uh, and they've gone they've changed how they do room scale. So you don't have to put sensors around the room. This is the big thing, actually. Like instead of putting sensors around the room, right. they're doing like a Hololens and having the sensors be in the headset itself, and for them to be able to read the room around you. Right. Okay. So it's inverted. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But without lighthouses, without anything, right. like it's just looking at the room and goes like, I know where the surfaces are. I mean, it's just the Connect IR blast. Kind of, yeah. Which means, actually has me a little bit worried. Like, I've been thinking about it because I only read this today. And so I've been thinking about this a little bit and it's like, the problem with the Connect always was is that it hated my floor. <laughs> yes, reflective surfaces my floors will fuck it up. Well, it's just laminate. Well, not, well, it's laminate. Yeah, it's like a like fake wood floor. But it's got that little bit of shininess that the Connect never liked. Um, so it's like, would this thing struggle with my floor? Or do I have to put an enormous rug down or something if I want to use it? Um, so that's a worry, but the minor improvements look good. And like, interestingly, they, they gave it a price and it's like for uh, 399 us dollars, which feels low, but it doesn't include the controller. doesn't even control the touch controllers admittedly, but it still feels low for like, mm. I haven't really kept up with like VR prices, but I always thought like the Vive and the Rift but were like super highly, yeah, yeah, crazy money. Um, I guess now they're having to pivot from like enthusiasts only to like actually trying to make a viable product. But this thing's better than the original Rift. Well, of course <laughs> well, it that's is. Like, that, that's, time. <laughs> that's progress, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and and also like you know they've said oh, well, there's there's been some uh, like murmurings around that the actual screen tech inside the thing isn't as good as it was before like they're sort of in theory they're the, the what i've heard and this was only in the comment section so pinch of salt here yeah is that the refresh rate uh, has been decreased from 90 to 80 hertz um so you're losing some of that oculus high refresh thing hmm. which was kind of unique to them i think um Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm not sure. And also that the screen is no longer OLED in there; that it's uh, an LCD-based panel, mm. uh, which is, which you know is fine. You can have some really high-quality LCD panels. I bought one. That's my Samsung. My TV is that. Effectively, it's like an evolution of that. But uh, but you know, in theory, those are downgrades. Um, it's just one of those things. It's like yeah, maybe the, the high spec that they originally set is ideal, but you know, PSVR has shown that. You can still have a pretty great VR experience with flaky tech. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Nintendo Labo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing's weird. Labo VR. Yep, Did happened. we talk about that before? Yeah, we mentioned it before. Okay. When we've talked about how it's no longer a rumor and it's actually real. Yeah, and it's and now it's more real. It's actually people have got it and it, have started messing with it. It looks bizarre. It really does. Apparently, there's like the unfortunately, as with all the Labo stuff, the actual software side is the bit that well, yeah, naturally lets it down to to tech demo basically. Yeah, again for eighty dollars, yeah. cheaper than three hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> taste of VR. We, we didn't mention the other thing. There was, this is ages old, but we like sorry, go back to Xbox again. Mm, okay, but we um. 
we missed that thing about the state of decay package being delivered to Windows insiders. But the but the state of decay package was an Xbox package. Like it's not software that's been tweaked to work on Windows. Right. It's an Xbox game that they're delivering to Windows insiders to test running on Windows. Okay. So, hey guys, backwards compatibility of Xbox games may be coming to Windows. <laughs> okay. Can I play Jet Set Radio Future? <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah. I care about. Uh, that is not, not that Xbox, unfortunately. It was an oh. X-Bone package. Oh, right, okay. But... Uh, they haven't gone that, but yeah, that was that was where the speculation then rent went from there. You're, you're sort of right in that, like, <laughs> oh, if they've if they've if they've managed to figure out how to make their Xbox games, their Xbox One games, run un, un, unedited on PC, which is interesting on its in itself. Mm. Does this mean that the VM that runs Xbox 360 or Xbox original games could be delivered in this way? <laughs> Meaning, oh, are Xbox 360 games coming to PC? This this opens a whole potential can of worms. It's like, and it is, but it's, you know, super unproven at this point, yes. I think is the idea. But it's like, it's out there. It's a thing. One to watch. Just like, it's just another thing on, on Microsoft's backwards compatibility list, I guess. Yeah. This ever-growing campaign. I guess that's the end of news. It is because this running, podcast is mostly news. We're starting to run low on time. Yeah. Well. Okay, well, what you've been playing in a brief way, Rob? Uh, I haven't had a huge amount of time in the last two weeks, so I can make this relatively well. short. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I've been playing a bit more Apex, as I mentioned. I'm not going to say a huge amount other than that they added a battle pass because, of course, they did, and it sucks. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not interested in it at all. Um, but they added a, char- a new character, which does change things a little bit. Um, Octane, whose thing is a, is basically running fast. Got to go fast. It's the scout slash tracer of Apex. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, it is seems all right. Kippers has put down money to get him. Um, That's Kippers does. Yep. Or maybe he'd actually just earned enough. I don't know. But he's got him, and. Uh, he seems, seems kind of cool, um, at least to play with. I haven't played as. Anyway, Apex. Apex is still fun. I'm still terrible at it. Zach, go ahead and get it, please. <laughs> we, need, we, need a, we, need a, we need a third squad mate we can rely on. We need on. an old rando. Yeah. But please come. Um, uh, I've put a tiny amount into God of War. Enough to get through the, oh God, Atreus is annoying section. Oh, classic. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, I was on the cusp of that last time we spoke about it. Like, you know, that I'd been Yeah, I was asking stuff. you, have you got to the bit where he gets really annoying? I mean, I had, and I just, but it wasn't annoying me at that point, at that point. It's like, yeah, of course right. he'd do that. It's like, but oh God, that goes on. <laughs> it does go on a bit. Man, it's really annoying, but it's kind of, I, I see why it's there, but why is it frustrating? Yeah, it, I mean, it does pay off a little bit as well. It's cool how it's not just like dialogue and he actually does go out of literal control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that actually ends up feeding back into yeah. how it ends effectively. And uh, it, it's it's well done. It's well done. Even if it is irritating for that, for that t- period of time. Indeed. I can see why they did that. Um, 
but the thing I should really spend the most time on is I've kind of accidentally found myself <laughs> playing quite a lot of Two Point Hospital. <laughs> well, it was a free weekend, which yeah. I also got in on a, li- a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I kind of actually really got a bit addicted to it. <laughs> so has it changed since it launched? Do, Zeg, do, what's the situation? Because you were holding off for, because you were Yeah, like... I was holding off because I was waiting for those first few patches to come through. And I I wouldn't have known. I don't think I played long enough to, you know, because those kind of bugs that were in it were probably only like large hospitals large population kind of things like pathing and queues and right so i'm not 100 percent sure i've hit that stuff particularly i do think queuing could be slightly better handled or people not just i have had a janitor sort of get himself wedged in between some people yeah um well, but the because thing it is, was a janitor it was fine because i could just rip him out, just of pull it. Him out yeah the thing i noticed about about how this clearly could be a problem is that it's grid based, but it's a like it's a small grid, and it definitely allows you to put things like on the edge of this square, or on the middle of this square, or on the side of this. And it's like only for it, certain items, but yeah, you're well, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, mainly the stuff in the corridors is the thing. Mm. You could probably quite easily accidentally make hella bottlenecks if you. Oh yeah, put I put, something I, slightly out of position. <laughs> I accidentally put a radiator that blocked a door, except the game was quite happy about that. Yeah, I like. On the old grid basis is where it might be able to detect that more easily. And you definitely have to kind of think about spacing, especially in corridors. It's just like, you don't want that to be too thin. You do kind of... Cause, and, and, oh, I'm, you know, just, I'm just ramming rooms in there at the moment. People, like, thin be damned. People now can collide with each other. It does yeah, like, they do. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it does it more like, I guess sort of planet coaster did the same thing where it's like they kind of like mush. can mush through each other eventually but they just like slow down yeah <laughs> and it's like okay i mean that's a good simulation of what it's like to be in a crowded place yeah con- congestion is a is something you have to deal with potential or plan for but it's like but then there's a bit of, so i'm making the mistake at the moment of i really am just cramming my rooms in which isn't a problem at the start and it saves you money at the start because yeah. you can ram more in but actually, like, I haven't found the economy too much of an issue. No, it's, it's like um, well easy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 or at least in the early levels. Yeah, like I'm only what five or six scenarios in about what eight hours, something like that. Uh, although I'm spending far too much time on some of my hospitals because I'm like pausing it, I'm slowing it down, I'm mm. doing a thing like so things don't happen while I'm building. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not really letting it run to earn money, particularly. But oh. then you still have tons of money. Yeah, but then I'm still doing, difficult. doing all right on the money side, yeah. Um, but I kind of don't care that it's easy. Like, there are still problems that happen. Like, I don't know, you can still get far too long a queue for certain things. Um, you do have to be kind of hands-on with your janitors. Tell them to go and do things. I didn't find that, really. Oh, my, my janitors seem dumb as hell. Like they don't go and do things like at appropriate times, or like it's like, hey, why have you just fixed everything else except this one thing that's totally busted? <laughs> like, please go deal with that. And like doing, it's, like, it's the the one part of the game that sort of actually feels most reminiscent in the weird way of theme hospital, and that you know the whole picking up and dropping people down felt way more important in that than it does here. Yeah, you it, like you, they're basically mostly competent now. Well, it's, yeah, it's like in theme hospital, it was. 
it was the game, but it was also because the AI couldn't deal with it. Whereas yeah. in this game, you can pretty much just leave the doctors to their own devices and they'll just go to where they're needed pretty much by themselves and it's perfectly fine. They're mostly okay, yeah. You can optimise <laughs> it by being being a bit quicker. It's like, oh, hey, my psychiatrist is still on a break for like several days, yet he's but full health. It's like, or full stamina or whatever. It's like, screw you, you're going back to work. Yeah. Stuff like that. You can You can do that or... You know, you can bone yourself occasionally. But it's like, oh, I've put the guy in training who I now need. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, things like that. And research takes forever as well. Just... Research was the thing that did seem extremely slow. Yeah. But then again, I only had one doctor and it was like a really tiny research room. You probably could. Can you, can you put more doctors in the same room? Well, you can build more than one research bench. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I assume that that still works in the same way as it used to be possible because pretty much everything else works exactly the same way. Oh, it used oh, to no, be I thought you only had to put one bed. You could have multiple, like, of the workstations, but they never stand at the workstations. They stand at the big, like, important bit. Would imagine the because wait no because it, it has the UI like the ward does where you can select if you put extra people in there. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, that might have solved my ward problem. <laughs> yeah, on one of it definitely speeds up the ward quite a lot. Also, build more than one screen, obviously. Ah. Well, you want well the screen's not been too much of an issue, but because <laughs> that just gets people in and out of the actual room quicker. Yeah, but I'm not building massive wards at this point. Well, you always like... want a big old ward. One big old ward at the start is a good plan. Get at least eight beds in there. Eight? Yeah. I'm pr- I I feel like I've put too many in there if I've put four beds. <laughs> it's like I'm not I'm not filling it at the moment, but I guess yeah, early days. I'm not I may have two starred one of them so far and one starred the rest. You know, I haven't pushed them to their limits. Yeah. I I three starred all of them that I played. Well I think I think <laughs> it, I think there's a certain logic to going back. Like the game. Yeah, because the, the game, game does kind of a, unlock things yeah, based on the level. You're taking unlocks back with you. Yeah, so I don't want to get too invested in each place, I think. And then But it it it's like it's balanced to make it so you can freestyle them without having to bring future stuff back. I know it just might be easier, but it yeah. will be easier if you can bring future stuff back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and take less time. More importantly for me, well, yes. Uh, but yeah, I I think I saw that UI in the research room. You probably can assign multiple people. I think it's it's probably. Slight, I mean, I, you had the the problem early on where it's probably a little bit too faithful. Yeah the theme hospital because it's it's hitting all the same notes like it's it's the same problem we've had with all these games like city skylines and planet case where it's like it's too they've recreated the old thing but they haven't really advanced the old thing yeah i, I right, wish they were a little right. more adventurous with the problems in each level it's like okay the student hospital is a pain in the ass but in an interesting way we've actually got to focus on training and it's like oh is your introduction to training do it yeah and do it hard um that was kind of okay and then, you know, the next one following on is Tumble, where you, everyone's like, oh, here's the fracture clinic. Everyone's going to break their bones or get stuck on pans and there's earthquakes. Oh, yeah, earthquakes. Yeah. Deal with that. And it's like, okay, that's not too much of a problem because actually the earthquake does very little. Yeah. <laughs> um, damages some machines in the classic female style. Yeah. You're just going to get sudden rushes of people with broken bones. That's just how that level works. Um, uh, I. I'm not 100% sure that the way that they lay out some of their UI is particularly great. Like, I seem to have a bit of a problem going to the staff list, and then actually when you click someone to zoom to them, it doesn't zoom to them particularly well some of the time. Yeah, it has it's... a bit of a problem with, like, menus buried within other menus. Like, if you want to adjust the break time, 
I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> well, because the first time I saw... maybe that would solve my problem of people chilling out when they're in full stamina. Yeah. The first time I saw that was on the end of year screen. Because when it does the end of year rewards, mm. there's all those tabs at the top that let you look at other graphs and stuff about your hospital over the year. And for some reason, in one of those screens, you could adjust the break time. And I was like, oh, that's where that is, I guess, except not. Because you can yeah. actually get to that by like going in the staff list, and then there's another tab, and then there's like another tab oh, inside never, that tab. I've never really looked at those top tabs, yeah, it's just I like, never needed to. It's just like, that's just not very helpful UI to get to that specific thing. And there's several okay. other bits like that. And the one thing that I found very annoying was like, how radiators were at the bottom of the list of things that you could build in a room. Mm. So every time I wanted, because you're going to build a radiator in every single room, but it's at the bottom of the fucking list. <laughs> so every time I was building a room, I was scrolling down yeah, to find annoying. the fucking radiators. That is, that is annoying. Um, I kind of want to be, I kind of want to be able to have a small version of that list. Yeah. Right. To just make the icons small. There's a lot of empty space. Those boxes are like quite large yeah. for no apparent reason. Well, they want to show off what it looks like and then sure. have a little bit of text. But even then, cause... there's still a bit of space around uh, Yeah, Even then, maybe like a tiled, like, three-by-three, yeah. sort of, you know, three-column grid. Wait, they can better. solve that, certainly. Yeah. It's like, it's, there's stuff around the edges there where it's like, okay, maybe you could have put more thought into it. But at its heart, it's Theme Hospital. It's a pretty faithful recreation of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's And it's drawn me in. It's like... I've got that music cocking stuck in my head for one, for two reasons. One, it's like, there's not enough of it. Yep. There's not enough of that music for sure. And it, I don't know about you, but it seems like it's an endless loop that then the, the game just decides to cut sometimes. Like the, the music tracks are looping, but then like it will decide yeah. randomly to be like, all right, that's the end of that hard cut. Yeah. It's, so it's a little strange. Um, Throwing some radio DJ to cover up the cut. Yeah. But the, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like for the for the for the limited amount of music there is. It, okay, it has managed to get itself stuck in my head hard, but also the the amount of DJ stuff is surprising. There's a lot. Yes, I, I'm not sure I've had a repeat yet. It's like there's there's a there's a lot of that in there, which is great, and, and some of it's really very funny. Um, but and there's the odd one where it's just like, oh damn it, you make the same joke Gnome and I do about normality. <laughs> it's the adverts it's the your fancy fake, fancy fake tea rants. and normality yeah some of those ads are great um i wish the actually wish the um the um was it the the pa lady was a little better actually. yeah she's a little too well she's not as helpful as, as like she seems to, in my case she's just permanently talking about maintenance issues Yes. It's like, come on, janitors, sort it out. And I, also, sort of unnecessary. It's like to announce that a plant needs watering somewhere. Do you really care? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's going to get done eventually. Yeah. And who really cares? And also, it announces those a bit early. Sure. Like, while well, they're still like middle of their maintenance level or something like that. It's like, you could have left it till it was much later before telling me about that. And the other sort of unnecessary one that I kept getting was when it would say maintenance to the staff room because someone had dropped litter in the staff room. Oh, yeah, yeah. That and it's happens. just like, yeah. I don't need to know that, do I? <laughs> no. Yeah, that, 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 that one does happen. That's a bit irritating. Um, and the littering announcement happens a lot. Like, thank you for the... the what, is, what is it? It's like, please don't... We're sorry. Oh yeah, we're sorry for the litter that you've dropped. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's, I'm not sure that's. Which is kind of a funny statement, but it, 
or is that just one of those random things? No, it's like that's the you've got litter is what that means. It's <laughs> but who cares again? Yeah. I don't know. There's things like that where that like perhaps yeah, the peer would have been nice to have some PA options. Like she's a member of staff in theory, except most of the PAs are male now. Are they? The ones you hire and put at reception. Oh, the assistants. Because that yeah. was where that voice was always assumed to have come from. In right, Pinos, yeah. Because they were always female. They were always Pinos. that lady, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I'm not sure I've had a lady assistant. That's weird. I'm sure it's random enough that that's not a... Everyone looks the same in that game anyway. Well, yes. It's kind of gender neutral <laughs> in a weird way. Um, I think that's also part of it. I play it quite zoomed out, which means that... Because you can. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, actually, like the game loses some of its charm. Yeah, you don't see all the fancy animations. Yeah, and there's, there's quite a lot of that to it. Like, there's there's some the people sitting on bench animations. There's some there's some funny stuff to discover there if you just sit and watch them for a bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is my level of humor, I suppose. But there's a great guff like animation. <laughs> <laughs> Guff like, <laughs> well, it involves a guff, but like, but you don't see the guffing. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the action around it. It's, it's, uh, it's actually pretty good. Um, I'll take but, your but guff-based it, word for it. Then. But it's filled with these little touches that only happen for like a second, and it's like on that level, it's like it's really shining. But because I'm playing it far away, quite a lot, or with a overlay on, or yeah, something like that, it's like you don't see. I don't feel like the game makes you see it a lot of it uh, and like which is kind of okay because at this point in time I'm now realizing that and then actually making the effort to spend more time zoomed in just go and look at it yeah just go and hang out for it actually is which means like yeah like eight to ten hours in I'm in a weird way discovering the charm (laughs) it's it's strange um but yeah I'm kind of hooked at the moment so I'm gonna carry on with that thing it was like a third off as well during the sega sale over the weekend so for 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 15 squid i'm happy to revisit some some nostalgia yeah i got very close to buying it but then i didn't i guess <laughs> <laughs> but then you didn't next sale yeah. could still happen <laughs> yeah it's 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 all right it's uh i think it's what i wanted out of it but you know there would have been no harm in trying a bit harder <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the one thing that they clearly did add was the whole prestige of the rooms. The idea that the oh, larger yeah. rooms and more in more I- different items in a room can make it more prestigious. But like, and then the what coo- does that do? When then the well, supposedly <laughs> supposedly makes your staff happy, I guess. Which in theory means you have to, you can pay them less during a promotion and I stuff like that. Yes, but that, yeah. that's another one of those things where it's like they've added this system not really explained it very much and it also doesn't really seem to matter <laughs> no i'm still building like the three by three room if you want like, people to be happy and... just go in the pay menu and hit that plus one percent pay rise for everyone but over and over because you have so much fucking money <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's only during the very early stages that you get a pop-up saying we're not meeting our costs and yeah it's, like, it's fine i will don't yeah. worry people haven't started coming you just yet. have like two months where you've spent all your money and you're just waiting but then it just like exponential growth from then on <laughs> yeah all right, I'm I'm really sorry that went on for far too long. We've got seven minutes. <laughs> well, what does your does the, have you had news on the pizza tracker yet? No, I've not got the pizza tracker up. But you got yeah. to uh, speak on Zeg. Oh uh, well, I mean, there was that was probably the only main new thing I need to talk about. Well, that works out well. I wanted to briefly bitch about 
that rally even though i haven't played it yeah even though i haven't played it it patched which i i haven't looked obviously but i believe is the monaco patch like they've put monaco in oh cool so did they, is it a different track? Do we know that? I don't know for sure, but I'm, I think it isn't. I think it, it's, it's just the same a one. graphically improved version of the, the Dirt 1 track. Of right. The Dirt 1 track. That's a shame. But the thing I wasn't complaining about was that the, the, I'm pretty sure I complained about this in Dirt Rally 1 because it's clearly a it's a combination of Steam's patching mechanism and Codemaster's file structure, I guess. <laughs> Which is that it said in the Steam downloads page it's a 5 gig patch and i'm like well okay i do still have that much free and then sometime later it's, steve is like can't patch this there's not enough free space and i'm like well what the fuck and you can't know, patch this. <laughs> turns out that because of what i assume is codemaster's file structure of using large files large singular files and the way steam patches which is to basically make a copy edit and then delete hmm. the five gig patch takes actually requires about 30 gigs of space to actually work <laughs> which is a problem for you when you run to the when because you're i'm always, always out of space yeah you're running right, the you're on the edge so that was quite annoying i mean the game itself is like 50 gigs which by the way because i got the physical version which comes on dvds Ooh. DVDs account for about 20 gigs. Oh, wait, <laughs> so it's not even the full thing? Nope, <laughs> you still end up with like downloading half the game. <laughs> Why put it out on discs then? I Just... mean, that happens with like console games, though, doesn't it? It's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's starting to, yeah. So bloody annoying. You come home with a new console game, put it in the drive, and it's like, okay, starting giant download of Doom. <laughs> it's, it's not even that. Like, once, yeah, it will install off the disc and then go, hey, there's 15 gigs of patches. Yep. So, yeah, that. That combination of Codemasters file structure and Steam's way of patching is very annoying. And it, I, I'd forgotten that that was how it worked in Dirt Rally 1, and then it happened in Dirt Rally 2, and I was like, oh yeah, this is still really annoying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I remember when they made like even the smallest changes, it's like gigs on gigs on gigs. <laughs> yes. There's that. Oh, I guess I there was one other new new thing that I played, I guess. Before I deleted the epic launcher after that, after the satisfactory <laughs> alpha yeah. and all that, the free game that was on the epic launcher at that time was Slime Rancher, and I was like, "Well, oh. what the fuck? I guess I'll just play that for a while." Yeah, what do you think? Like, cause I, I got quite into that. Yeah, I mean, I got a fair way into it, and it was like, "Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's not complicated or anything. It's no, fine. It's it, but it's, <laughs> it's just a game where you collect stuff." It's quite a nice, pleasant experience to play, isn't it? Once you start figuring out how it works in the early days, yeah. And it's like it's it's just it was just everyone a, likes, it, was a, it was a nice game to do things. Everyone likes collecting a set of things, yeah, getting one of everything, and or to, and to do that, yeah, and, and that little bit of progression through the world you get each time, each trip you spend out of it, and it's like, oh, I can go a little bit further this time. Yeah, I can investigate this next thing, and it's like, oh no, but I need to bring the stuff I've got back now because yeah. I've got too much stuff. Because you're always your inventory is always full. Yeah, because you already have five slots. It was yeah, it's a real pleasant. They've added quite a lot to it apparently since I played it as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I. The thing is that there was some bits that. You don't get the automation stuff until I feel like kind of a bit late. Mm. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're, I feel, I felt like I was spending a lot of time just managing the farm and not actually making any progress. Too much feeding until you get the auto. Well, you get the auto feed as you get fed. Yeah, probably, I was more talking about like, you know, I guess it was because I was unnecessarily caring about stuff. I guess I never figured like, it out doesn't... if you could move the mining stuff back to the base automatically if I had to go get it because that was kind of yeah, that was something I didn't really engage with enough. No. Once you get all the the small amounts of automation, but it was just like there's, I, it was it was probably just that I was caring too much. It's like you don't really have to necessarily worry about feeding everyone every day. You don't have to worry that their their auto feeders are empty because it doesn't really matter. No, they get unhappy. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if the storage for the millions upon millions of slime poops is completely <laughs> full because who cares? You're not. It's like. Just sell them. Yeah. Well, and also, you don't even need to sell them that much. You probably are going to make more than enough money. In fact, you probably only really need to worry about one type of slime and just selling it, and that would be more than enough money yeah. for quite a long time. Yeah, there are there are a few systems I didn't engage with because I didn't need them, like the trading thing. Yeah, didn't really engage. With well, that. I I did that a few times, but the well, there is a chivo. So yeah, and there's a, there is a chivo tied to it as well, sure. which is irritating. But it's like I don't need you. I don't need you other invisible ranchers. And then there was those like there's those two special zones that unlock at a certain point, which are tied to the other ranchers. Like the weird mini games. Almost. Oh, I think that's stuff they added. Yeah. yeah that, I assumed that I, that was. That's the stuff I never saw. But like that, you know, you could kind of tell that that was stuff that was added later because of the way it feels completely unnecessary. Right, right, yeah. Just <laughs> like on. I'll do this once and then I'm like, why would I even bother? <laughs> why would I waste my time doing this when I could be attempting to make progress in the actual game? And it always like the light puzzle of like, or oh, how do I actually feed this? Ooh, no, it's that sounds tight. like it. <laughs> it's pizza. <Yeah>, <laughs> so I guess that's going to be very quickly the end of this podcast. Well, we can carry on for a minute. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean that's that's slime rancher, and then I deleted it because I was get rid of all this epic shit. Get get it out of my system. Literally. Indeed. <laughs> so you've got it completely out of your system. Yep. At least for now, until they come up with some killer game. But I mean, well, that would have been satisfactory if I yeah. can resist that. I can resist anything. That's true. Okay. <laughs> well, listeners, if you want to know more about Satisfactory, check out our YouTube channel. We've got a whole massive video about the alpha. Is that alpha? And also, yeah, yes, the alpha weekend that happened. Yeah. And also, don't forget to um, watch our next. <laughs> Rob hit the mic. Sorry. Don't forget to watch our next video about Crypto the Next Dance. coincidentally very topical. Yeah, yeah. If you want to learn how Cadence of Hyrule is actually going to play. Double topicality. <laughs> also, my tip for the satisfactory if that's not your kind of game, you're starting to get bored, just skip ahead to where Zach's made an insane, awesome, massive factory, and then you'll yeah, oh, man. Just, just watch <laughs> the last quarter of that video yeah that, that's the bit where you can see the end results of then the, you can of see the yeah. more boring part maybe i, I should yeah. make a description edit to say go here <laughs> well you could always put a timestamp down yeah it's fine perhaps i yeah. should and see that one truck hilariously but then you won't get our important game design conversations yeah very important so check out that whole video and um the cut to the necromancer as well and uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast Yippee! Now let's immediately get pizzed. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Smells so good. Oh, God. Rob actually has to turn this podcast off so we can pizz. Bye. Bye, Dan.